This portion of the show is brought to you by my good friends at Diamond Auto Glass. You may need their services right now with those rock ships from the snow and the cinders that have recently hit northern Arizona. Check them out online at thedifferenceisclear.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. Okay, welcome. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvitz here. Hey, I'm happy to be here with you today. Another busy show lined up for you. Uh, just me for the first segment here and lurking in the background somewhere right now. Uh, she's actually working on our phones and text messaging system. Uh, Olivia will join us for some comments. I know some have already built up. And Mark Howitt as well. He's a a bunch of issues that he wants to hit on today. Uh, I want to hit on the housing issue and Katie Hobbs, Secretary, Secretary of State, Governor of Arizona, her comments that she made yesterday during the State of the State address. That's where I came up with Secretary of State. Too many SOSs in there. Uh, she's gonna. She wants to get the the state into the housing business. So I'll touch on that. You know, and you know how I feel about that. That's a disaster, time and time again. When the government tries to quote unquote provide housing or fix housing or anything to do with a clipboard and, and a bureaucrat. So I'll get to you, get to some of the details. And I put out an article up at talkwithjeff.com that you can follow along with regarding Hobbs plan when it comes to housing. And of course my comments as well. Mark Howitt's going to be with me. Like I said, uh, he, he wants to talk about some climate change issues, the ESA and the tax credits, uh, how some things are really down in the market when it comes to car sales, bike sales, house sales, and what the Democrats may do to prop up the economy until election. I don't know if they're going to make it that far, though, with the way things are going. And when you really scratch under the surface when it comes to our economy, some things are really rotten there. And the politicians will, of course, try to eke this thing as long as best they can to try to buy votes. So we'll get to that with Mark Howitt. But what I do want to try as well haven't done this in a long time, but I told you Olivia's getting some stuff ready behind the scenes with the phones, uh, which we have just a couple in my studio. We used to do open line phones all the time. We do have a, a little bit of a delay when we do it, but I'd like you to call in if you got a comment on anything we've been talking about recently, maybe the state of the economy in the U.S., in Arizona, the wage increases, uh, housing issues, the education issues where the Democrats are trying to take away the empowerment scholarship account. Maybe you want to talk about issues with this secretary of defense, the sec def, as they call it in, in Hollywood, I guess. I don't know if they call it that actually in, in the field. Um, but the secretary of defense who disappeared for what a week, Rob Wilson was talking about that yesterday and in the hospital. And yeah, I see the comment here. No, I, I don't know if he was in for that. I, <laughs> I don't know if there's a gender issue. Anyway, um, if you've got a comment on that, any, really anything, uh, let's try to get you on. Uh, you can call 877-971-3971. Uh, that's also the text line if you want to get a text in today. We'll try to run those. Usually I do them the next day, uh, but let's try to run them today during the program. So if you've got something you want to comment on, go ahead and drop a quick text. 877-971-3971, 877-971-3971. That's text or call that number. Limited number of phone lines, so if you call and get a busy signal or it goes right to voicemail, do me a favor and just text us that, hey, this is you know Joe from Camp Verde, and I want to talk about this issue real quick. Give me, give me a call back, and we'll try to get you back on. Uh, so let's try it. Haven't done it in a while. No guarantees here on anything, but if you would participate, maybe I would do it more often. 877-971-3971. Okay, uh, I do want to get to the article I put up on talkwithjeff.com at, uh, regarding the housing, but before I do that, 
might be a good time to call my good buddy at, at, at WT Wealth Management, Glenn Least. Uh, he did some great year-end stuff here on the program, making some predictions, looking at what's going on in the markets, uh, talking about the corporations that are more concerned with wokeness than actually making a profit and returning good shareholder value. Maybe you want to get your portfolio reviewed and see if there's a better option for you. Maybe you want to work with somebody who shares more of your values. I know that's been a big thing for me in 2023, but also now in, in 24, trying to find companies to work with and individuals and you name it, anyone I'm doing business with, trying as hard as I can to, to find people that A, do a good job. That's always the priority, doing a good job. B, share the same values that I do because I think those two really do tie together. And I don't know if there's a C, but those are the, I definitely want to find people that actually, you know, they don't need to think exactly like me by any means. But if they're out there promoting crazy woke stuff and this and that, I really try to avoid them. Anyway, I think Glenn Lease is a good fit on both those categories there. Why don't you give him a call? 928-225-2474. Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management, 928-225-2474. Okay, so let's hit on this first. And like I said, if you want to try to get a comment in text or call, text or call, 877 So here's the title of my article that I put out this morning. Hobbs pushes deficit rhetoric, then offers tax dollars for housing crisis. So the, 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 that sums it all up. She's basically saying and pounding that, oh, we've got a deficit. We've got this, this huge problem going on. And she, you know, as, as you know, she's blamed it on the families and the kids that want to get out of jacked up failing schools. And in the case of the empowerment scholarship account, they want to use, utilize the backpack of money and get their kids to a school. That's not woke. That's not broke from an education standpoint or otherwise, and get what's best for their kids. The idea of changing some of these really jacked up schools internally and, oh, I'm going to get on the board and I'm going to do PTO, that's fine and all, but the chances of you actually making an impact on these ingrained systems is, is it's, it's slight. I'm not trying to discourage you from getting involved. Don't, don't get me wrong. If you're in a school that's not woke and broke, stay involved. Don't let the outsiders and the people with a, an agenda other than your kids getting the best education get their grubby mitts on these school boards. But if you're in a school where we found ourselves in that situation with uh, a, a charter school here in Flagstaff, Northland Preparatory Academy, it had just changed dramatically over the years. It slipped. And I looked at my wife at one point, this happened during COVID, and you all probably know the story, longtime listeners, and my daughter Olivia was going there. And she led the charge against the mask mandates and all this stuff that we have found out is nonsense um, afterwards. Well, we knew it at the time, but they, they even, most of them, if they're being honest, will admit it was nonsense. Some of them, some of them are still diehard on it. But anyway, we, and then they started diversity, equity, inclusion. We're like, you know what? Let's get her out of this school. I, it's, it was a good school, but times have changed. I'm not going to worry my life and spend all this time and spend years of her education trying to fix something that I think is just... Uh, at this point, terminally broken. So we got her into a new school. So uh, we utilized Arizona tax credits. A lot of people have utilized the Empowerment Scholarship account, which lets them go to the school of their choice. And Hobbs, since day one, I was listening back to a podcast I did when she took office last year. From day one, she said, oh, ESA is going to bankrupt the state. It's going to bankrupt the state. Just this nonsense. So what do you do when, okay, if the state's going to go bankrupt, and we have obviously a, a, a problem with the budget and a, a, a supposed deficit of 
I've seen four or five hundred million dollars this year. So they're saying a billion dollars over the next two years, and they're blaming it on the ESA program. What do you do? Well, you create a whole new program, and now you start offering housing. And they want to do. Hobbs said during yesterday's state of the state address that she wants to create a taxpayer-funded housing down payment assistance program. Because, you know, there's a housing crisis. Everybody talks about the housing crisis. And don't get me wrong. I get it. There is a housing affordability issue in a lot of places in Arizona. And it has, I know it's gotten tough for a lot of people. But it's the market right now. That's where we're at. And the last thing you want is the government to step in and, quote, unquote, fix the problem. And I'll show you why, because a lot of the problems that we have are government-induced in the first place. So anyway, they want to create this housing down payment assistance program, Governor Hobbs does, and and her Democrat allies, to assist not only lower-income families. So she doesn't want to just help lower-income families come up with money for a down payment for a house, but also middle-class families. What is this? Do you remember when you got the down payment assistance when you bought your house? Or maybe you're in a position right now and you're like, oh, I wish I could buy a house. This is just like coming up with stuff to buy votes in an election year. Election year politics are happening here. Of course they are. Now, I, I warned you last week, and I've been kind of saying this for a while, but last week specifically I spelled out that the state and federal politicians are now getting into the quote-unquote housing crisis game throughout the country because housing prices have gone up throughout the country, although they're starting to come back down because market forces, what goes up will eventually come down. I've seen this way too many times. I've been in the housing and real estate business for whether it be owning personal homes, uh, land, owning rental properties, residential, single family residential, multifamily residential, uh, small apartment complexes, uh, commercial properties, you name it. I've been in it. I've looked at every different category of property over the years. Uh, I've made deals. I run away from deals. I mean, I've been in this. I've seen, I've seen this happen before. It goes up, and then eventually, everybody thinks it's never going to come back down. There's a correction, and there's the buying opportunity. Uh, the government never. By the time they come up with a housing plan, the correction is usually long underway. But anyway, yeah, she wants to help with down payment assistance for lower income families and also middle class families. And it's not just. Usually, this is the. You know, I'm going to fix the housing crisis banner that the local city council and county board of supervisor candidates or, and uh, electeds, the ones that get in office, they say, hey, this is what, what we're going to fix. Perfect example, Flagstaff. Been in a housing crisis since the 1980s, if you listen to these politicians. They've been trying to fix housing as far back as the 1980s, probably even longer. If you've been here even longer, you, that you've probably had council members that were telling you when housing was at 100000 or 50000 that we're in the middle of a crisis, we've got to step in and do something. So they, they keep doing that. But now the federal, you're going to see Biden do this. They're going to come out and they're going to fix housing because of a lot of stuff that they did. Sedona tried to fix it recently. Sedona, they enacted this plan to turn sh- uh, long, I'm sorry, short-term rentals, the vacation rentals, back into long-term rentals. They offered incentives for the property owners to turn it back into long-term rentals. They got a whopping four people to take them up on this plan. They basically had to admit it was an epic fail. Nobody wants to do it when they're making more money. They're going to do the short-term rentals until that market changes and you can make more money with long-term rentals if that happens. So yeah, the national politicians and now the state politicians are going to get into this. Governor Hobbs went on to say during the state of the state address that quote unquote, she was born and raised in an Arizona where a middle-class family could buy their own home and that, uh, should and that should be the reality for the next generation too. And this is the scary sentence here. But to make it so, 
like Captain Picard on Star Trek. But to make it so, we must take action. So the only, let me translate that for you. Owning homes should be a reality for the next generation too, which I'm fine with that. I'd love, I think people should have home ownership if they can. Uh, but in it, to make it so, we must, take, we must take action. We means the government. So what she's telling you there is the only people who can help you afford to buy a house is the government. We're here to help you. Isn't that the scariest, whatever words in the English language from Ronald Reagan? And I say the scariest one is a politician that says, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you. Another career politicians getting ready to quote unquote take action, <laughs> you know, and they they're going to help you. They're the only ones that can help anybody. Nobody can do this on their own anymore. Nobody can buy a home. It's hard for me to buy a home. I, Angela and I have shared our story. You probably have similar stories. Um, was it 1998, 99, something like that? And we bought the junkiest house north of Flagstaff because we couldn't afford it in the city, and it was like just under a hundred thousand dollars. We had to scrape together ten grand because it was ten percent for the down payment. The interest rate on the loan was either six or seven percent. I can't remember. The payment was eight hundred and something dollars per month. We had just come from a six hundred dollar a month apartment, and we were pretty sure we were going to go broke uh, within two weeks of moving in. What little reserves we had left, the hot water heater broke, and we had to get a new hot water heater. I mean, this is it's a tough thing owning owning a home. These politicians continually try to get into the housing business, and it's not just the Democrats. Republican George Bush, when he was president, early 2000s, he had this whole thing about, you know, everybody should own a home. Everybody should own a home. What did that lead to? The great financial crisis of 2007 and 2008, uh, him and his banking buddies and, and so many other people juiced up the market. They brought interest rates down to artificial low rates. The banking sector itself, if you had a pulse, remember the ninja loans? You had a pulse, you can go in and get money, and every, everybody get a home. It's like Oprah. Everybody get a car. Everybody gets a car. It was everybody gets a house back then. I lived through it. I could write a book on this stuff, right? And everybody got a home. And next thing you know, they're getting homes with uh, no, no, no payments, basically. I mean, there was actually pay option arms. You, you probably haven't even heard of that. This is where you could basically pay almost what you wanted. You were paying. It was negative <laughs> amortization. It was adding to the principle of what you owed every month. That's how people were affording it. So, of course, it created a massive bubble that popped and home prices crashed down. And people have been doing this forever. I mean, Democrat Lyndon Johnson, you know, Great Society, put up these ghetto concrete structures all over the country in the inner cities. You know, the house people. People were stuck, stuck in crime and drugs and, and so much destruction. Later, these things were torn down, and some of them were even burned down. Politicians in New York City, Chicago, just countless Democrat-run cities around the country have practiced rent control over the years. So the rent stays the same to help people. But then the landlord can't, because the landlord's costs are not fixed. You know, the cost to fix things, et cetera, et cetera, goes up and up. But the rent, the income stayed fixed, these genius politicians. So places started falling apart. You created more, more and more ghettos. The next thing people are like, I'm not getting into housing. Why should I do that? So they, they tried all, time and time again to make housing more affordable. They will never make housing more affordable. And by they, I mean the government. The government will never make housing more affordable. Stop trying. They will fail every time. In fact, they'll make the problem worse. In fact, they're creating the problem. I mean, just think back to COVID. Artificially suppressed after they caused the COVID hysterics, told people to stay home because you're all going to die because you touched a bag of Doritos that wasn't wiped down with a bunch of, you know, five gallons of alcohol. 
or whatever you were doing. And there's someone in the aisle. Make sure you're going this direction down the aisle, not the other direction. Stay home. Watch. Remember, got Republican Governor Ducey, stay home. Watch Netflix. Don't go out. Stay home. So all of a sudden, people stay home. Then the stimmy checks roll. Something like $9 trillion rolls out there. Then they take interest rates. I actually thought housing was going to crash during this time period because I didn't think they would go this low, the government or the interest rates. They crashed interest rates down to record lows in a record time period. People were getting homes with 30-year fixed. This is stupid on the banking industry sector um, side, but of course the government forces them to do this stuff. Giving out loans at two and a half, two and three quarter percent for 30 years as if interest rates are never going to go back. So they did that. What does that do? More people come into the market, creates more demand. Housing couldn't keep up with it. Not enough stock. Then there weren't enough workers because they were told to stay at home. You know, so they couldn't produce enough homes. So homes went up, skyrocketed up. That's where we're at right now. Government-induced, fake interest rates that caused this latest bubble, just like they caused all the past bubbles. But then they combined it with a supply issue because there wasn't enough workers, wasn't enough workers to create the materials. Remember how much two-by-fours were and went seven, eight, nine bucks a two-by-four for an eight-footer? here just a couple years ago during COVID, we're still having that problem. It'll catch up though. And then all of a sudden housing prices, and they already have started correcting in a lot of places, but they caused this. So look, when they tell you they're going to fix housing, they're fixing a problem they created. And Katie Hobbs was there the whole time. She was cheerleading. She never warned that the Fed's lowering interest rates was going to cause a housing bubble once again, or that the COVID hysterics were going to cause supply chain issues and all that. I don't even know if she's smart enough to warn about all this stuff because what has she done? She's government. She's in government the whole time. She's a professional politician. She doesn't know. And now she's got to come up with the solution that her buddies and herself cheerleaded and caused. So don't buy it. Government should not be in housing at all. And I'll tell you one more thing. People that shouldn't be in housing too. This might be a little more controversial. And if you read my article, you know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you that when I come back. And I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Text comments, welcome. Love to hear your comment. Love to hear your voice too. If you want to call in, Uh, Olivia is good to go. So 877-971. 3971. Try this. I haven't done it in a long time. 877-971-3971. If you do have a home and you're thinking, hey, just bought this new home, need to get some new, I got money left over, even though there's a housing crisis and nobody can afford a home anymore without the government. The Blind Brothers can help you out. Uh, They have some of the great prices out there. They have the best people working for them. I loved when they came into our house and the service that they gave was phenomenal. They took out all the old blinds. They, they, first of all, they were like, hey, here's all the different choices. We picked them. They, they got everything measured up, took out the old blinds, installed the new blinds. The Blind Brothers did a great job. Call them up. They can do a great job for you no matter where you're at in central northern Arizona. They'll come on by. They'll get you some great new blinds, shutters, and shades. 928-634-2423. That's the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423. Or go to theblindbrothers.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Something that's gone up actually a lot for people over the years is their insurance. So if you're in a home, uh, you own your home, or if you're a renter, you got renter's insurance. All that stuff's been going up. Car insurance. I mean, it's just crazy the inflation that's been going on. I have, though, been able to save. And recently, I just, we had most of our policies moved over to Allstate Insurance Agency, Eric Boatner. Great, great company. Eric and Lisa do a great job. 
I, I, you know, I, I still had a couple policies at an, an old uh, firm and I got like a $5,000 increase. It was crazy. And I went to Eric and Lisa over at Allstate Agency. They found us a new policy, comparable policy, saved us a ton of money. Uh, why don't you give them a call? It's great to review your policies and you'll learn all of a sudden, whoa, I've been paying that much more. See what they can do for you. Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722. 928-774-8722. That's 928-774-8722. Okay, maybe a little more of the controversial part that I put out up, up at talkwithjeff.com about uh, housing and the, the, the housing crisis. And again, I'm not, uh, I'm not talking down on people that are having trouble getting into housing and seeing rent increases and all this and that. I know. I, look, I've been there too. You know, we've been blessed over the past you know, two plus decades that we got into real estate and we figured out how to do it successfully. But I, I've been in the, the single wide trailer that they, you know, raised the rent from four, 400 to 450. I've been there, done that. So I get where you're coming from. Um, and I'm not trying to downplay that there are extreme um, price increases that, that have happened. And I, my contention is government's caused a lot of this through artificial uh, interest rates, through artif- and, and stimulation, you know, $9 trillion into the economy. They're causing this. So th- these, these people like Hobbs who say they're going to fix it, they're, they're such liars. It's not going to happen. But here's one other thing. If you're having trouble paying for housing right now, the last thing you should do is buy a home. I'm serious. The last thing you should do is buy a home. You got to save up a bunch of money to do it. And if the government comes in and says, here's your down payment, they're overlooking a lot of things like the reserves you actually need for home ownership, when the hot water heater breaks, when the HVAC breaks and it costs you ten grand, when the roof needs to be replaced and it costs you, what is that now, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars when the insurance goes up. And here's a big one, the property tax. You know, the same politicians that say they want to help you afford your home will gladly raise it up every chance they get. Every year they'll raise it 2%, minimum. They have to go to the voters for more than that. They will gladly raise it up and take money from you and other groups of people and redistribute it to others. So they're, they're hypocrites when they talk about that. So if you're getting into a house and you're already having trouble and you need to, you know, really scrape, it's it's really tough. And here's the big controversial part that a lot of people be like, Jeff, you're off your rocker on this. A house, the house you live in, whether you're renting it or you own it, is one of the biggest liabilities you're ever going to have in your life. Now, I, I know you could, you might be sitting on half a million dollars of, of equity there, but it ain't, it, ain't a, it ain't real until you sell it and you pocket the money and you don't have to buy a house for $800,000 or something. A house costs you money every month, the mortgage the, the principal pay down, the interest, the insurance, the broken water heater, the property taxes. It's, it's, no small, it's no small thing to jump into. And I think George Bush made the same mistake, telling people, oh, you got to get into home ownership, no matter what. Here's some money to help you get into there. It should not be taken lightly. It should be hard to get into. Maybe not as hard as right now, but it should require a decent time period to save up a certain amount of money and a healthy reserve, a good bank will make sure that, hey, can you survive X amount of time? Can you fix the water heater if it breaks? 
The government, though, puts people and continues to put, has in the past and will continue to put people into financial peril by making them think this is an easy thing when they're putting in, them into something that's very expensive to operate every month, which is home ownership. If you can't afford to replace that water heater, it's probably best to rent a place until you can get to that point. Anyway, I'd love your thoughts on that. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Plus, uh, try the phones. Love to hear from you there. Love to hear your voice. Olivia is standing by. Also by text message, same number, 877-971-3971, 877-971-3971. As you know, I bought a great new trailer at American Trailer Company just north of Flagstaff, outside the city limits, so I didn't have to pay city sales tax. I didn't have to go down to Phoenix. They have a yard there with dozens and dozens and dozens of, of awesome trailers, flatbed, uh, dump trailers, which is what I got cargo trailers, you name it, go check out their inventory. Don't go to Phoenix. Even if you're in the Verde Valley, you're in Williams, you're in Winslow, Holbrook, you name it, uh, Prescott area, still come on up to Flagstaff or go online. You can check out uh, all the great inventory that they have there as well. American Trailer Company, Google that, uh, American Trailer Company in Flagstaff. Check out all the great that they have, great stuff they've got to offer. Call us, 877-971-3971. Mark out coming up and Olivia. Hang tight. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. As promised, uh, Mark Howitt joins me. Aren't you supposed to be out riding a bike in the snow? Did you do that? Tell me you didn't do that. So I will tell you what did happen is my wife went out for a run in the snow. I knew it. I knew I saw her. And she said that, and she actually ran, ran up and down Cedar Hill several times today. Oh my! Okay, okay. Uh, here's but here's here's her report. Okay. This, she said she, she was passing the cars because the the bike, <laughs> the bike path sat, you know slash sidewalk was completely clear, well maintained by the city, but the road was still ice. No, I I, I don't think they want us to drive. I think no, the message don't. was received. Yeah, I did Cedar Hill multiple times because, as you know, Angela's gone this week, so I'm doing all the driving, and man. He's like, you, wow, that is so much driving. I never would understood. You, would you say you were a soccer mom this week? I'm a soccer mom, dad. I'm self-identifying <laughs> as both at this point. I'll tell you what. Um, she, she does such an awesome job because she also does you know, books for the company and all this you know, accounts receivable payable. She does all the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'm just a, kind of like a typical American male just lazing around at this point. <laughs> um, and then drives the kids to school, picks them up, goes to all the things. And then a lot of times she comes and does the show once or twice a week too. Right. Yeah. So kudos to her. She might be listening. I don't know. She's Maybe. A bit, a bit of a time change. Uh, but okay, I'm, I'm going over Cedar Hill. And I'm like, what, what am I paying? My ta- I don't want to be griping here or anything, but what am I paying my taxes for? Did we run out of cinders? It was a death <laughs> trap. Did we run out of cinders? I mean, we, there's mountains of cinders around Flagstaff. I'm like, where are the cinders? On Cedar Hill, going down 
this morning, I was like, I was waiting to make the news reel somewhere with the 30 car pile up. It was oh, yeah. just a sheet of ice. No cinders. I'll tell you what happened. No cinders. I'll tell you what happened. Last week, I complained about the city putting down cinders when there was only like a half inch of snow last oh, time. Oh, you. Good, good. And so the city, somebody in the city was listening, <laughs> and they said, all right, no more cinders. <laughs> the, I, I do, you know, yeah, th- thanks to the guys out there running those plows all night and this and that. Yeah. But I, I do feel for them a bit because they are in a no-win situation. You put down too much cinders, you, you plow too early. You plow too late. Mark complains. Yeah. Uh, but, but Cedar Hill, things like that should be cindered and uh, you, not even a lot of the intersections where you got to have that extra traction. Yeah. I saw like people going to miss the cinders. If you just no. take a scoop uh, out of the mountain, they probably can't get the, the drivers would be my guess. That's, no. that's the, the world we live in now. I did talk to the city. So we tried salt for a little bit and it caused millions of dollars of damage. Killed the trees. Killed the trees, yeah. but it killed the concrete and oh, kills every cars. Yep. I mean, it just it's a disaster. Yeah, we're both from the Northeast. We've seen the rusted out oh. cars with the floorboards that you can see the the concrete below you. Oh yeah, I used to have a car like that, and I, I, that was my drivetrain. I would the other devil do. Yeah, the yeah, Flintstones, it's a Flintstones car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just stick your feet right out the bottom through the rust hole. Yeah, yeah. So we moved back to cinders, and I talked to the city, and they said, you know, for every dump truck of cinders that gets put down, it takes ten street cleaners to clean up street cleaner loads to clean it up. Yeah, buy I buy it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot nightmare. of work picking them up. And yeah. so I don't no win situation. Yeah, you know, it's no win, and it's all melting off now anyway. So I guess it's just a, you know you had to go to school. They didn't do a delay this morning, uh, so yeah, I was on Cedar Hill and I I saw some people jogging yep. and stuff. And it probably wasn't hard. I saw some people on on bikes, and I'm like, this is not a bike day. This is not a jogging day. <laughs> but whatever. Teach their own, right? It's not a car day. You are in the wrong city. It's not a car day. Should have made the kids walk uphill both ways to school. That's right. Like back in the old days. All right, that's still time to get some calls in. Uh, Olivia's checking texts and things like that. Same number. Text 877-971-3971. We don't do this too often. You know, I remembered done, the number. Yeah, yeah I was surprised. I thought I was going to have to do that. But it's, <laughs> you can text or call that number and try that out. We'll try to check the text. And she's looking at the phone. Love to hear vo- your voice. 877-9713-971. Uh, let's continue on here. I already hit on the housing issue quite a bit and how my disdain for government involvement of housing and my point that I was saying that a lot of the affordability issues you see are government-induced, whether it be artificial interest rates that uh, drive up the, the, the demand issue. And then at the same time, COVID mm-hmm. cracks down the supply issue because you, you told everyone to stay home and watch Netflix. But then also local zoning where you say, oh, you got to save half that lot for trees. Okay, yep. it's fine if you want more trees on a lot. It means that you can develop less lots in a larger par- parcel. That means the existing lots that remain cost more you can have trees or you can have people yeah yeah and it's a balance you can keep some trees and a lot of people a lot of trees and some people some people maybe yeah. a mix we've tend to go in northern arizona more trees and less people okay so one of the things <laughs> one of the things that the city has is uh, adus uh you have them in flagstaff sedona i'm sure prescott has the same thing what is that it's an accessory dwelling unit or more colloquially known as a mother-in-law's quarters so Ooh, is that acceptable now it is acceptable, and it's actually being granny pro- flat, granny flat, whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's being promoted by the city, and it's actually a good idea okay. because it does provide more housing. So you could uh, attach to your house or out behind your house, have a little casita, call it a little studio apartment that you can use for your mother-in-law. Or do you have to use it for your mother-in-law? No, or you can rent it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and it's a great idea. You could rent it, 
help pay your own payment, and it provides more housing for the person who doesn't need a house. A lot of people, in, especially in northern Arizona, you got a lot of students, you got a lot of transient people, people that come up here just to train for the Olympics. They don't need to buy a house. And you students, they don't need to buy a house, and their parents are buying them houses to live in while they go to school, and that's taking houses off the market. Huh, they should just get, be renting. How did we get parents like that? No, I just, <laughs> Olivia, no, Olivia's like, wait a second. I'm always like, wrong family. <laughs> I, I had to pay my own way through college. Yeah. And these kids, you know, their parents literally come up from Scottsdale or the Valley somewhere, and they, they I contact you. Know, they contact me because they're customers of mine and stuff, and they're like, yeah, we just bought a house for our kids. They're going to hmm. live in it for four or five, six years while they finish their bachelor, maybe seven years. And, I get uh, it. The parents have money. They're parking money too. They're, they're like, money. "Hey, I'm going to sell yeah. this later." And at that point, it'll be an asset. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're they're basically going to recover all the money they spent on their kid going to college by selling the house six years later after he graduates. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, yeah. it could could very well happen if history is any, yeah, you know, telling of that. So hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, so, yeah. So who, who heck knows if they catch it right? Okay, so and and I'd say that uh, if you want affordable housing. Be honest and say, we're going to plow over the trees. You know, you're going to go to the federal mm-hmm. government or the state, and you're going to say, I'll use Flagstaff or Sedona, really. You can use any of these areas as an example. Uh, we're going to do the swap for some worthless land in the desert somewhere, and we're going to come in in this 1,000 acres. We're going to mow down 90% of the trees. Okay, yeah. Then you'll a- have affordable housing, but you won't have the trees anymore. So yep. we, which one do you want? That's a big factor in, in all the communities here in northern Arizona. We're surrounded by national forests. Yeah. And actually, the house I live in used to be natural forest, and that very thing happened. They they like they didn't want a block inside of a city area, so they traded a guy some land out in a desert for yeah. a little bit of land, land in the swap. city area. Yeah. Land swap, and it worked out well. You know, infilled the city. Um, you know, got to build thirty new homes in that that little swap. You know, thirty new thirty families, except about four of them now are VRBOs. You know, vacation rentals. Oh yeah, so yeah. That's well, factor. that's yeah. But 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 the reality is, if you want affordable housing. And you created a, a, it's a government induced island in Flagstaff, for example. Yep. It's, it's not like it's water. It's not like it's water. It is like it's water, but it's not actually water. It's not like you're in Hawaii and you just ran out of land. Or I guess you could start reper, um, reclaiming like they do in Saudi Arabia and they start making islands and stuff. Yeah. And you could, you can't do, you could do that, but it would be mowing down the trees and swapping out the land. So if you want affordable housing, it's it's the land. It's a generally speaking, Mark. You're in construction. House costs what a house costs. I mean, there right. are some labor discrepancies. There's some material cost differences, but generally, you buy a two by six at Home Depot in Phoenix. It's generally the same price as Flagstaff. Is that a safe bet? No, actually. Well, materials are cheaper in Phoenix, but okay, but I'm talking about cost up here. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about you know a huge amount. Yeah, it is actually a lot cheaper okay. to build. Well, thanks for blowing <laughs> out the water. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> it's so bad so that, um, you know, when you, you have the bigger developments going on in here, yeah. they don't buy locally any of the materials. They have them shipped up. It's actually cheaper oh, to okay. ship them from All right. Okay, well, blow uh, that out of the water, yeah. I guess. But the land is much more expensive here. The land is way yeah, more expensive. It's the land cost. Land cost. I mean, wouldn't you say, is that a fair statement? Most of the extra costs is because the dirt is a lot more. The dirt is a lot okay. more. And we can the, agree on that, at least, Olivia. There you <laughs> go. Depending on where you are. Compromise. Yeah. The government's a lot more difficult. So, for example, if That's you're true. in Sedona and you want to build a house, just your fees, just to get your plans through the city and, you know, get going, you're going to spend about twenty grand. So you you got it. You haven't even dug a hole yet. You haven't even dug a hole. You got a little yeah. three-bedroom, two-bedroom house you want to dig, and the city's like, all right, Give me twenty grand first before you start. You know, and that's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't think the city needs that much. 
oh, they'll say, but you got to pay for your development. You got to pay for this. And Flagstaff's the same way. I mean, what's it cost for a water meter nowadays? I mean, last I checked, it was 10, 13 grand, something like that. Over 10 grand. So it's like, okay, those are all costs and permitting costs and development costs or whatever they call them nowadays to skirt around all that. Yep. Uh, it's, that all adds up. It's all, my point being is most of this is government induced. So when I see Katie Hobbs saying, I'm going to, uh, what was the exact wording? Fix. Fix affordable. Make housing affordable or something yeah, like that. Let me this, get the you know? exact word. Oh, oh. Um, da, 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 da. To make it so we must take action. She's, we must take action is the point. No. It's like, please no, don't. Don't. Just get out of the way. <laughs> Just stop. Just Whatever stop. you're doing. Yeah, you, you ever see that old video of like someone, it might have been during the Obama administration, it's like they're holding the person underwater and the person's like, stop it. The caption's like, stop helping me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough already. Yeah, we talk about this a lot in Flagstaff, especially, and it's probably a similar situation in Sedona and Prescott, but Flagstaff's got a real bad case of the city owning a lot of property yep. and they don't want to let go of it. And every time they try, you know, the citizen that lives close to that piece of property says, no, I want that one as open space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preserve that one. But everybody's saying that. The city owns hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres of land, yeah. all scattered throughout the city. And there's an excuse for every piece why you can't just turn that over to the the private market, sell it, and let somebody build some homes on it. No, no, we need that's going to block our view of the peaks. Yep. Or that one's, we use that as our backyard play you, you area. You probably or, block someone else's view when... When one you, years yes, went up. Yeah. Exactly. The point the point being it, there is solutions, but it's not it's the government solutions. Get it's out not of the way. Biden will be touting this pretty soon. Uh, and I think you may have predicted this last year. You said housing will be the big issue on the election. Mm-hmm. So they're all gonna jump on the bandwagon wagon. Even some Republicans will probably jump in on the game. Yep. Will be my guess. Bush hey, did it. Okay, let's recall what happened. They had this we call it the scam demic, you know, the China virus, Kung Flu, whatever you want to call it. And they spent, and they spent, and it, Trump is guilty as the Democrats. Yes. Just trillions spent, of dollars spent, spent. Caused massive inflation. To fight inflation, the Fed started raising interest rates, which did what? Cost. Now when somebody goes to buy a home, their home, uh, the price, their mortgage every month is double because the interest rates have gone up so yeah, high. Yeah. And that's the problem. But on the reverse of that, the reason why the homes went up so much is because they artificially suppressed the rates so for far long, down and time. created a huge, a huge demand. Yep. And so they caused that spike. Now they're really high. And they, they once again, in the quickest time period in history, raised them way up, yep. which I actually agree. They should have been raised up. But I, I disagree with the central bank that actually has any impact on interest rates. Interest rates should be set by the market. Yes. And quite honestly, during COVID and after and with $34 trillion in national debt, if you let this stuff float, I don't know what it would be. The market would find its, uh, it'd be price discovery yep. is what it would be. And it would probably find a rate over 10% would be my guess to account for the massive amount of debt debt and the credit risk yeah it's you know if you look at what's called hard money accounts yeah you know they're up around if you borrow from them they're 12 13 percent yeah right yeah consider a little riskier hard money yep yep and the reason is they're saying all right there's this this much inflation this is how much banks are trying to get this is what we can get Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. that's the market yeah that's the market market. yeah it goes way back to you know back in bill clinton's time is really when i first started noticing them dropping interest rates to keep the economy boosted up yeah they they do it for and they dropped political it to, reasons. They dropped it to zero, basically the the base rate, and 
it it just hit it hit that bottom. I think in the George Bush days, George Bush Jr. Yeah, yeah. and then then he said everybody should own a home. Yeah. You know that was that was his wisdom. All right, uh, way to save some money is to go on up to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Uh, I think I'm there tomorrow. I think we'll be there tomorrow, Olivia. I know that's dinner. I'm running We've out of dinner ideas. To yeah, uh, t- tomorrow is right now. We got the uh, Taco Tuesday going on. Great tacos. Uh, wing Wednesday tomorrow starts during lunch, continues on into the evening. Half price wings. So mm-hmm. great deal there. And you know what wings cost. Uh, great menu. Their $4 menu's got a lot of great stuff on it, too. Uh, you get some great drink specials. Sportsman's Bar and Grill just north of downtown. Not really in downtown, though. Plenty of parking. Mark always likes to point that out. Yep. Right there in the Bash's Shopping Center. Head on over there. All right, more to come. 877-9713-971. Text call. Back in a minute. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Speaking of interest rates, uh, this is not this is not planned. Kim Dawson with Nova Home Loans. Uh, I've worked with her for many years now. She's been a great sponsor on this program. I've also personally refinanced a, an investment property with uh, Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Uh, if you are mired in credit card debt and you've been in the housing market for a little while, you may have some equity. Call her up. She might be able to refinance that whole thing, get you into like a 30-year fix and try to help you out there with those crazy credit card payments. Kim Dawson, Nova Home Loans. Give her a call. Eight, I'm sorry, 928-310-6458. 928-310-6458. Or go online, novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 6974411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087. BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. I see, I see we do have a great comment that came in by text on districts and how police chiefs are hired, things like that. Let's roll that into the second hour because I'm tight on time here. Uh, we'll still try to squeeze in a comment, 877-9713-971. Text, you can call. Uh, and we appreciate everyone who does that as well as email. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, let's get into your climate change couch surfer when we come back. The Iowa caucus is one week. I can't believe that. Yeah, that so is. That's, that's crazy. We'll hit on that and maybe some predictions you may have or thoughts on uh, what's to come. Uh, plus, what could the Dems try, and really all politicians try this when it gets close to election, what could the Dems try to prop up the economy? That's a good text right there, 877 What could the Dems try, this is Mark's idea to talk about, to prop up the economy to get to that finish line? I saw, exactly. Yeah, let's you see. You got to have a good economy to get reelected. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the economy stupid. Is yes. that the old saying? <laughs> Bush was it, was it Clinton? Clinton. That was Clinton. Yeah. All right, hang tight. Back in just a few. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. 
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome back. Uh, Jeff Orbit's here. Uh, Mark Howitt here as well. Olivia taking some calls and stuff. I know she just scurried off into the back room. So love to get your calls. Love to get your texts. Uh, emails too. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Always appreciate those. Uh, text is 877-971-3971. Been hitting on housing. Uh, talking about Katie Hobbs says she's going to fix or whatever fix wording she says. She's yeah. going to fix the housing. Is this a housing question or comment? Uh, no, education. Education. Okay. But when I started off talking about this, I was saying how she is tying in education, ESA, Empowerment Scholarship Account, and how she, she's, I listened back to a podcast earlier today from the opening day of the legislature last year, 2023, and she hit on that ESAs are going to, right there at the, at, at the gates open, ESAs are going to bankrupt the state. So she started off with this rhetoric and she continues on to this day. Okay. My kids are going to bankrupt the state. Me. We'll get to this call and just, who, who do you got? Randy from Cotton. Okay, Randy, hang on a second. Yeah, let's take Randy first. Okay, we're going to take Randy first. All right, Randy from Cottonwood. Randy, how are you doing today? What's on your mind? ESAs. Good afternoon, sir. ESA is not going to bankrupt the state. I've lived in Flagstaff for 35 years and moved down here in Cottonwood to warm up a little bit. Um, <laughs> my wife was my wife. Yeah, my wife has been an educator for 30 years and retired. She worked at in FUSD while we were up there and in in. Uh, in Cottonwood, I do not believe they're going to bankrupt the state. It's a complete debacle on Hobbs's. FUSD does have problems. The trench people, the people in the trenches, and I believe, are not the problem. It's admin, it's the school board, as you've touched. My wife was a special ed teacher for ever in Flagstaff, and I know what the teachers go through, and I know how underpaid they are. The top end is really, really heavy, mm-hmm. and it's just not down to the bottom, and, and uh, you know, that's, that's about all I got, bud. All right. Hey, Rand, I appreciate the call. It's been a while since we've taken a call, and I appreciate you listening down there in, in Cottonwood. We'll touch on this here in, in just a second. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I, I think that's one challenge I get because when I, I really rip on a, a school district like FUSD, for example, mm-hmm. yep. I'm sure there's plenty of good people in there. There's, there's many like, people in the trenches and stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. teachers yeah. in there that are yeah. putting up with a lot of nonsense. Uh, and, and here's the thing that I feel with um, ESAs. I mean, I, I've said this many times. It's saving, it's saving money. If the school districts, the the 
the public school districts would allow capitalism to work, quite frankly, free market to work, yep. which is people are leaving the school in droves. They're voting with their feet. Okay. And and they're leaving. That means you need to shut down some of these schools. You need to make them smaller. You're probably going to need to fire people. But those people would be hired by private schools if they want to work there. If they're good teachers. Yeah. 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 There's still the same amount of kids. <laughs> it's not like some, some alien uh, abduction thing has happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the Hobbs secretly is probably saying that these kids are actually being abducted by aliens. We need oh. to stop this. <laughs> I got a couple things to say. First. Hey, Throwing more money at education does not work, and I can prove it to you really quickly. Okay. The most highly funded state in the country is Massachusetts. They get the most education funding. Arizona, we're down at like 48th. We've asked like 48th, 49th, 47th. We, we fight for that. Yeah, yeah we fight yeah. for the lowest. Yeah. All right. Checking the SAT scores of students from these states. Guess who had much higher SAT scores? Massachusetts or Arizona. Probably Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, money doesn't solve so these problems. We've got the, one of the lowest funded states, and we've got some of the highest SAT scores in the country. Hmm. So what this that shows me a standardized test across the whole country, and we're doing better than most of the than country. The ones are pumping. My guess is I've heard fourteen. It's fourteen thousand a kid for the public school here. I don't yeah. know. I get I get That's different right. numbers. Um, I I don't know what Massachusetts is, but I bet you it's it's the twenties or something. Oh, I bet it's or, a lot or more, that. right? Because yeah. they have teacher unions back there, and that are yeah, really they, powerful. You know, the teachers are making grind. six figures easily. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so yeah, I, I just uh, it doesn't equate. Whenever they and I've been following this stuff for a decade plus, mm-hmm. really longer. You have as well, Mark. It does not equate more money does not equate to better scores, smarter kids, anything like that. It just it just doesn't. And they're always down there at the legislature. They're down there right now. And the Republicans and the Democrats, but mostly the Democrats, but the Republicans have gone in and said, More money, more money, more money. Yep. And it's the biggest line item in the in the state budget and in the county, your county yeah. taxes as well. And I'm not against paying teachers well. I'm not against that at all. No. But if they're good. Money throwing money at it or even giving teachers raises does not equal better education. Now going back to the ESA thing with Hobbes. Yeah, you know, she's saying it's going to bankrupt the state. We need to look at reality. For all these years before the ESA be- became widespread, all the homeschoolers, all the private schools, every kid that was being homeschooled or private schooled was saving the state $14,000 per kid. And now mm-hmm. with the ESA, instead of saving the state $14,000, they are saving the state Seven. about $7,000. Yeah. We're still saving the state money by homeschooling or private schooling our kids. Because homeschoolers can take advantage of ESA money. Um, and there were kids going to private school that were either coming up with the money themselves or using the tax credit. Same difference there. Yep. There was still money being spent. That's my argument. It's been my argument the whole way through. It's This is a savings. If you allow, though, if they're just going to keep the same size bloated schools, and what are we up to, 70-plus thousand kids that have taken advantage of this ESA, and I think we'll get to 100,000 if we let so. this thing grow. I hope so. Uh, I don't want to sound mean, or some people may take it the wrong way, but I, I hope some public schools have to shut down. I do too. Because the bad ones will shut down. And that's, that's what ha- will happen. It's happened in Flagstaff, right? I mean, Sonawa got, Sonawa yeah, used to be a high school, now yeah. it's a middle school. You've got yeah. Flagstaff Middle School, which is evaporated. Yeah, yeah, you've seen schools reduce. I've seen uh, elementary schools reduce as well. All right, let's yep. get to this more. Uh, text 877-9713-971. Um, you can also email talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. If you're selling a home in the Flagstaff area, and we've been talking about this uh, all show, um, you want to work with the best. And that's Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. She's helped so many people get top dollar for their home, do it in record time. Uh, I, I've I've 
seen example after example of her getting above asking price, above asking price. And it's getting a little harder to do that, as Mark's going to point out here if we get to it. Uh, their sales are starting to get down, real estate, at least yeah, nationally and stuff. Yep. Yeah, things are, even bikes are getting harder to sell right now. People are kind of tapped out. Interest rates are really high. So you need someone on your side who's going to put in every effort, who has the knowledge, has the team around her, and that's Kelly Broadus. Why don't you give her a call, see what she can do for you. Whether you're selling or buying, they also have a great team for the buying side of the equation, 888-446-5602. Or go online, uh, Google her as well, Kelly Broadus. You see many great five-star reviews and a lot of stories out there, B-R-O-A-D-D-U-S. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. Um, okay, let's... Um, I got one more thing yeah, to go say ahead. about education. Doesn't the state owe all the homeschool parents back pay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, really. They yeah. were, I've got several families that I know that have four kids homeschooling. Some have like 12 kids homeschooling, big families. Mm-hmm. They've saved the FUSD or whatever school district money for so many years. Don't Doesn't the school district owe them that money? You have whole families that didn't send their kids to the public school, and the public school or the schools kept the money. The school system retained that money. It didn't disappear. Yeah, it was yeah. tax money that should have gone exactly. to those kids that were homeschooled. Maybe, yeah. perhaps, if they were to give it back, they would be like, oh, wow, they really were saving us a lot of money that now <laughs> yeah, we don't right. have and we were using. What'd you exactly th- and then Hobbs putting out one more on education, just thought of the 100-day thing. Did you see that in your plan? Yeah. It's like I, Hobbs was saying in her plan last week that you should have to go to the public school for 100 days before you use ESA money to go to a private school. I say it should be the reverse. I was about to say, why <laughs> yes. don't we do the same in reverse? Yeah. What a, I didn't see how many students you lose. Yeah, what a, what a standard there, right? Um, crazy stuff. All right, um, the ADU changes. Uh, I want to get back to housing. I got one more thing. To okay, say, you got to keep trying to switch, and he keeps going back. Well, so much of this makes me so mad because Hobbs talks about people misusing the ESA. Yeah, taking you know field trips to Hawaii. Or whatever. I don't care if they can. If the homeschool students can continue to do better than the public school students on standardized tests, I don't care if parents take the ESA and take a freaking trip to the Bahamas <laughs> and back. I don't care as long as the kids are being properly educated at home. Okay, I would like them to at least do some C stuff and do like a, a, a you know do a report on a, a starfish or something. I want to <laughs> see some kind of. I want to make it, now. Travel is one of the most educational things you can do with your with, it is for with, sure. with youngsters. So to 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 rip on that, um, I do get a kick out of the stories. You know, they'll come up with like three or five uh, quote unquote abuses, and there's been some abuses of it. But it's a it's eight seventy thousand plus mm-hmm. people on it now, and and the superintendent of public instruction Horn, he's been on the show, and he said, hey, yeah, we've tried to crack down on things. We've made this process a little more stern and this and that. But I would argue that. I drive, if I go to a public school, I'm looking at the waste and abuse all the time. And I'm like, yeah. where's the crackdown on them? Are you oh, serious? Yeah. What a waste this is. What about this person that's just really not doing anything or this administrator? I mean, come on. Yo, the public school have an even hand here. The public school can put in a, a track field, a gymnasium, yeah. a tennis court. Can I do that with the my big, ESA the, funds? The, all the football <laughs> field. Oh, but Mark, that's probably from a different pot of money, you know. Yeah. And I look at it as all from our pot of money, our it pocket. All from our pocket. Yeah, it's, pot. it's all yeah. from our <laughs> depleting pot of money that these uh, politicians and bureaucrats keep grabbing from. And as Rob Wilson pointed out yesterday, just like the city of Flagstaff administration costs were like sixfold increase in ten years, yep. doubling of the budget. Uh, federally, the budget's nearly doubled. Doubled. It went from three, a four, two, and it's up to six, two. We're not quite doubling, but just in a few years, 
I mean, come on. Well, yeah, more our, money, more money. Our property taxes have all gone up because through the roof. Value the of values the homes are up. Has gone up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and as we hit on last hour, why are the values of homes going? Why did they go up so quick, so much? Yep. It's artificially suppressed interest rates from the government, all kinds of land scarcity built. You know, all the different code requirements. You name it, and it's like it's just it just all ties together with my whole how I would like to live my life, which is less government. Smaller government, yes. less involvement. We would all be better off, but people still listen to the politicians like Hobbes and think that she's going to come up with a solution for all of these problems that her and her gang caused. It, just, it makes me laugh inside <laughs> to think that Hobbes is going to come up with a solution for yeah. anything. Yeah, good luck with that. Anything. Good luck with that, absolutely. Um, all right, uh, let's hit a text comment. I think you have one here on, uh, what was that, on districts and this and that. Are city council members districted or not, and who hires the police chief? Uh, city council members and districts. No, the answer is no. at least for Flagstaff and most places in Northern Arizona, most small communities. The answer is no. No, we've talked yeah. about that before. Districting the uh, council members. I don't know how I feel. I kind of like the idea. Uh, I think it might get us a few more conservative people on the council instead of you know we're pretty much all left except for Lori Matthews up here in in Flagstaff. Prescott's got probably just the opposite. Probably mostly yeah. conservative Cottonwood, likewise. Well, if you even strip out, though, the partisan side, the political side, the one argument for districts is there's more represented representation for your specific area of town. So a district right. creates, within a city, it'll divide it up, just like a legislative district or a congressional district. Just like district. the county. Yeah, the county's districted. Yeah, the county's districted out, exactly. Um, I, I don't think it's a horrible idea, in my opinion, for... A city like Flagstaff, maybe Prescott. I'm not sure if they have districts, to be honest with you, in Prescott. Smaller places, no. Just way too small, way comp. You could even do, I've seen cities do districts where they have a couple of districts and then they have some at-large members that cover the whole um, community. The mayor's at-large, of course. Obviously. Um, So... I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad idea because then you know who to go to. I got a problem in East Flagstaff with the overpass. Oh, that's that's Mark's district, right? Okay, well, Mark, what can you do here? Can you fix this thing, or can you get cinders on Cedar Hill? Right, you know, yeah, you delegate <laughs> you delegate the work that way. You break it up into smaller portions, and each council member can yeah. deal with that portion. That's yeah. theirs. What's uh, what's the other part of that question? Uh, who hires the police chief? Uh, city manager. City manager. Yeah. So. In Arizona, we have a um, council manager form of government, right? It's, yes. a, it's, it's, a, it's a corporate model. So you, have, you hire the CEO, which is the city manager, and then picture the corporate board is the council members and the mayor. Pretty much. Uh, cities like New York and Chicago, they have uh, what's called a strong mayor. So their mayor actually will direct the police chief to do this. Will mm-hmm. direct the fire chief to do this. They have they're they're the manager also, right? Um, that's not the case in Arizona. And no. this, so so the council your your local town or city council hires the city manager. They're the ones that hire the city manager. The council in I think every every city in town in Arizona there may be an exception I'm unaware of, but generally speaking, the council also hires the city attorney. Mm-hmm. Those are the yeah. only two positions that your council actually hires when it comes to staff. The city manager then hires everybody else, the district, uh, you know, deputy director of uh, sustainability and, uh, you know, all those positions. Yep. Uh, the city attorney will hire the various 
um, uh, you know, judicial. Right. And there's uh, a little, there's, there's a little back and forth because the city manager will say, Hey, I want this guy. And the council will say, no, we think you, if you want to keep your job as manager, you need to hire this other They're guy. They're not supposed to per the charter, but I, I mean, it, this would be a <laughs> happening behind the scenes thing. Not very, a, a public thing. Not public, but yeah. very common. That's why we... I'm saying legally how legally. it's supposed to work. Yeah. And that's why we roll through so many city managers. You know, we're, Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a circus, man. It should, your city manager should be there for a long time. Yeah. And it, the reality is the council goes over his head. They twist his arm to do things he doesn't want to do. And he ends up quitting and, and going somewhere else. And they search for a new city manager. And it just goes on and on. City managers last a few years. Uh, they're usually going from city or town, state to state, things like that. They get beat up a lot. Yeah, yeah. But no, the, so the council will hire that. The council members and the mayor can actually direct the, the city manager to do things. Yep. Uh, but when it comes to staff and those other, the police chief, police chief's hired by the city manager, not the, not the council. Yeah, so it's not, police chief is not like the sheriff who's elected. Sheriff's elected, yeah, yeah. In, in your county sheriff. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of the breakdown. Councils have very little authority, direct, legitimate authority <laughs> over um, the staff members. Although in smaller towns, I would say it gets, it's a lot different. You know, yes. when you have when you have a bloated city like Flagstaff with the, all the employees and this and that versus a very small town. I won't name any, but all right. Good question. Uh, appreciate it. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Switch to emails now. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, and we got a few more things to hit on. I want to get Mark's take on what he sees coming in Iowa next week. One short week away. We're the first of the presidential uh, well, it's not the first of the craziness in the presidential race, but the first official results will be coming in with the Iowa caucus. So okay, real that. quick, yep. I tune into NPR just to see what lunacy they're doing every day. <laughs> and uh, they were seem to be really emphasizing that it's the Biden-Harris in the administration. In other words, really pushing Kamala Harris. Oh, they've really got to mention Harris. Yeah, she has like, nothing to do with the right. administration, and so I'm like, except for buses. What are they thinking behind the scenes? Because they can't run Biden. They really can't. They could, but man, what a tragic mistake that would be. Tragic, yeah. Um, but they could. They could, but they really can't. So yeah. they have to do a, a Harris, a Newsom, a somebody. But Harris is just like a, a laughing stock. She's a, she's a train, I mean, she right? really is. Yeah. But I think Biden has a better shot of getting elected than Harris. She is a train. Come on. This yeah. Do you ever hear anything good about her from no, anyone? No, look, she's not the brightest bulb in the pack, uh, people. I mean, uh, I'm not but trying to be mean here, but come on. She's highly connected. You know, she's from San Francisco, like yeah. Nancy Pelosi, who pretty much runs the show up there. You know, her, her people behind the scenes. They'd go with a Newsome or a, a the, I keep hearing Michelle Obama. I don't know. She did that dumb interview here just a day or two ago where she's like really concerned with the country. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh, no. oh, no. Whenever a politician gets really concerned about housing or really concerned about the country or really concerned about, uh, you know, global warming, Prepare watch out because that means they're, that they're getting... I'm um, talking to some people, I have some friends coming to me saying that I've really got to consider this. You know, when they say that yeah. crap or I didn't want to run, but for the good of the country, these are key words that whew, watch out gearing up. All right. If your phone breaks, uh, you got a smartphone. I want you to take it to just wireless, no matter where you're at in Northern Arizona, well worth the drive into West Flagstaff, uh, right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff. Uh, just Wireless, Zach and his team will make sure your phone gets repaired. They fix the cracked screens, charging ports, batteries. That's a big one. Uh, you see that battery drawing down in like three minutes when you get outside and it says negative two on your car uh, thermometer. That's mm -hmm. what mine said this morning. Your battery's just, it zaps. It goes to show you how poorly 
uh, battery run things run when it's yes, very cold. batteries do not like oh, the cold. Oh, man, they do not. But anyway, get a new battery at Just Wireless Plus. Check out their great line of refurbished phones, Just Wireless. Also visit them online at JustWirelessAZ.com. That's JustWirelessAZ.com. Back in there. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. My guess is you got a rock chip in your windshield. Somebody listening right now has a rock chip in your windshield from um, the cinders that went out. Although they were a little cheap on the cinders this time, so maybe <laughs> it's a little... wherever those were diverted to that we didn't get. Yeah, whoever got the cinders that the city didn't want to put out this snowstorm, you don't. It takes one. It just takes one. It's like it's like a winning lottery ticket. Boom. But you don't win anything. Go to Diamond Auto Glass. They'll fix that. They'll fix that rock chip in usually about 10 to 15 minutes. Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Plus new windshields. They'll take care of all that. They, they've been taking care of my family for many years. Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140. Or the difference is clear.com. Ask Mark Howard with me. What's the climate? You do this couch surfing thing. What is a climate couch surfer? <laughs> so, <laughs> did you advertise for this? No, no, no. We host people from all happens. around the world, and it just happened to be a gal from uh, overseas. Okay, and she was studying for a PhD uh, climate change and its effects on the health of people. So, mm, okay, the basic premise is it's going to get so hot, and old people in Phoenix are going to die. I've heard this before. I heard that if the whole power grid goes out in Phoenix, they have numbers on how many people would die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but why did the whole power grid go out? And for how long there, right. were, are there nuclear fallout clouds coming? I would be more concerned with that than the lack, of, yeah, the lack of AC. They never, you know, paint in the full story here. It's like, what caused this? So we, I got into talking to her a little bit about, you know, okay, so there's global warming. Doesn't that just mean we can start growing crops in yeah. Canada, Saskatchewan, you know, Siberia, Siberia yep, yep. Antarctica? How do we know it's a bad thing? Maybe, maybe we should let our cars idle longer. Maybe it's going to make it a better world. We don't know. I don't know. And... I, I've said this before, and I stole it from somebody else. Uh, is Jim Rogers, investor. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nancy Pelosi. You just yeah. got to pass it, and then we'll see what's in it. Yeah, see, pass, <laughs> you got to pass it before. Um, had the envir- some of these wackos on the very far left, and you know, the, the cult of environmentalists been around when the Grand Canyon started to form, they would have stopped it because of erosion. That's right. You know, <laughs> or had I, I think the Saharan areas and. Um, you know, northern part of Africa used to be more, much more lush. It did. Yeah. I mean, what 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 caused that? Was it the trains they were running? You know, no, they many many thousands eons ago. I mean, what, yeah. come on. They they say that the Sahara used to be a forest. You know, they yeah. Fed, so they what happened? Petrified palm trees. I think it was Montana, Wyoming. I mean, there's the, there's always been climate change, right? And the recent. I mean, we can go off on this topic forever, but I read recently a great story that the dust from the Sahara is what helps keep the rainforest alive. In South America. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's a whole moisture thing. I, the science is complicated, but it's like the one keeps the other going. And yeah. It's way too complicated. These people think they know more than they do because they got a fancy degree on the wall. And it's fine if you have yeah. that, but don't Jeff, act like you know everything that's happened for, 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 for millions and millions of years. Jeff, for, for decades, the left controlled the forest. They're like, don't harvest trees. Yeah. Don't cut down trees. Look at the disaster they left us. Yep. It's costing us billions of dollars now trying to fix the forest because the left was in control of it. Now they want to control the entire climate. Oh, they're going to do great at that. It's all going to turn out Come on. just fine. They've been right. so trustworthy before. Yes. I know a place where it's warm right now, and that's Timberline Firearms and Training, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall, because they got an indoor shooting range. So it's climate controlled. So even if it got to the point where it's 400 degrees outside because um, we drive a car, I think Rob would keep it going. He would. Well, He'd he still did. be in there practicing. And Rob has solar panels. It's solar panels. You're good. So he's good. You're good. He's Unless good. the Sahara dust comes over solar and blocks the sun, then <laughs> I, I don't know what you can do there. But no, Timberline Firearms and Training, uh, great training courses as well. I highly encourage you to get more proficient on firearms, uh, safety on firearms. They teach all of that. Call them up. Book one of their training courses right now. 928-526-7900. 928-526-7900. Plus, check out all their great uh, firearms accessories. Liberty safes as well and much more. Timberline Firearms and Training. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Yeah, whatever we get mad about on the break is what we come back talking about, not what we put on the schedule. Because <laughs> we're talking about Olivia's new. Schedule doesn't matter. <laughs> Olivia's got a new uh, MacBook Air, whatever the thing's called, for Christmas, and slight pink. And I have one that's just silver. And Mark's just like, these things are really expensive. By the time well, you replace everything, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Are, we've got iPhones and iPhones. Yeah. We've got two phones, two iPads, two laptops, a desktop, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. they all expire at some point. Oh, yeah. They I don't last that, as long as they used to, that's for sure. Well, they, they still work, but the, the software doesn't keep up. And so my wife, I, she had a MacBook Air, and uh, she could no longer use it for work because the software... Eventually, they cut you off. It they cuts ha- you off. They, they tell you what that date is. I, I don't know how many years it is. Yeah. Well, well it doesn't even have a DVD player anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> That was a that was a that was a long time ago. What so, I hate is the charging. I just and I think Europe sued Apple, or at least for the iPhones, to get I think it's a USB C port. Yeah. So it's all universal, which is kind of the government intervention stuff that we always rail about. But it is annoying. It's like just do the get the same charging port everyone else I have has. So many adapters it's and chargers sad. from so many previous versions of Apple yeah. products. It, yeah. It's maddening. I have a couple uh, milk crates of Because it's not just the charger. It's it was like the display port. Yeah, yeah. The Thunderbolt. Firewire Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt two, three, yeah. four. I'm like it's like just stop already. Yeah, I've got crates full of old iPhones. Ethernet cables. Yeah, okay. I've got iPhone one somewhere. I, I, need, <laughs> I, I need to get that to Zach see if you can get that thing fired up. Get it to Zach at just wireless. They used to use that as a camera. Oh yeah, I I'm, I think I'm still the one that has that. Yeah, that might be worth in money. In my now. room, it's ancient. It's the first version. It's the first yeah. version. That mm-hmm. thing, if we can fire it up, I mean, that might be worth, you know, fifty three bucks or something. Got to take out the old cable to charge it with. 
<laughs> Good find it. It's the big one. That you said the oh, wide. Oh yeah, yeah, the huge the, one. The really wide that was one. my favorite thing when I was little. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, couldn't it, do it anything. Used to be cool. So, what do you think? Um, let's. Uh, okay, Dems trying to. How do you think they could try to prop up the economy? I mean, it's politicians a, always do this to get reelected. That's all they care about. Right. They need to prop up the economy because the economy. If the economy's bad, people vote for the other party. The swing voters are like, oh, that wasn't working. Let's try the other guys. They the House is Republican. The Senate's basically Democrat. So they're not going to get any, any bills passed that really help. Like a stimmy side. check that gets people excited. Yeah, that's yeah. not that, no, that's not, that won't happen. That's not going to happen. So, you know, maybe a little more strategic oil reserve, drop oil. I don't think there's anything left. Might not there be. ain't much left. Yeah. No, I don't think it's an issue right now. It's, it's gas in Arizona is three bucks. You know, it's, so when people are three bucks and upper twos, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not jumping up and down like 250 or two. Yep. But um, they can't juice it with the strategic oil reserve. Um I don't know if that's an issue right now. It could it could jack back up though? Middle East, yeah. So because what I'm saying, I'm saying the economy is actually slow. We've been talking about uh, the coming recession. It is actually slowing. Home sales are slowing. The bicycle industry, which you know, somewhat involved with, that's slowing significantly. Um, all you know, which means people have less disposable. Car sales are well, and yeah. so a lot of that is the the upper income people are still doing fine. The stock market's still doing good. Mm-hmm. The millionaires are doing great. The Middle class is just disappearing. It is, and it's a struggle. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle. You know, the people that, that buy the three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, the starter home, mm-hmm. those people are just disappearing. Their income's getting inflated away. I reported on the other day, real income was down. I, I can't remember the exact numbers, yep. but if, it, yeah, your wage may be up, but inf- inflation adjusted, what it's your dollars buy is down. Yep, yep. So the average consumer doesn't have as much to spend, and everybody's credit cards are getting maxed out. Mm-hmm. Including the countries. Yep, including the countries, but <laughs> but the you know personal income is off, and you know there's only where's this credit card thing going to come to a head eventually? You know, people are talking about student debt, student debt, student debt, but people have been borrowing, living off their credit cards to keep up on the, you know buying gas, buying groceries, whatever. Their their cards going to get maxed out at some point. Yeah, they're going to get cut off. Yeah, it's it's one thing to say I, I bought consumer junk, you know, TVs and this and that on credit, and then I got in trouble. Yep. But I, it saddens me to see we're, we're in a country now and the economy is so bad and the politicians have mucked this up so bad, but the people have let them muck it up. Uh, you know, there's plenty of blame to go around yep. where people are charging on their credit card food. Food should never rent, be charged. You know, things, uh, thing, this, things that, um, uh, some, something that you consume, yep. like food, that's just like you don't even have a chance of selling it for 10 cents on the dollar yep. later. It's just it's gone. Food, gas. Yeah, it's gone. Utilities. These consumables should yeah. never be on credit, ever. Yeah, but it's, it's happening. It's happening. And it's happening at a very high interest rate. So I don't see what they can do for the economy, though, because they could, they could force interest rates back down artificially, and that might cause a quick pop. It's, it, the timing, though, is rough because we don't have, um, y- you know, there's not enough time for that cycle to produce it where all of a sudden people are out, oh, I got low interest. It's only 2% again. I can buy a home. Uh, or credit cards went really low, or, or home uh, car loans went really, really low, and I'm buying, you know, 1.9%, okay, and it juices yep. everything up. I guess, I don't know if they can move fast enough now. I think the, the boat has sailed on that. And then you got the inflation problem. If you go down on these interest rates a lot, yep. inflation picks back up, I believe, fast. That's fast. Problem. Yeah. You, you want to drop the interest rate to stimulate the economy, but then you rest... You know, wrestle with inflation might have make a suggestion as to what I think they may do or what 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 these policies because they don't care they really don't care about it. they don't care about you no they um, care about being in office you know, take us to war 
That's war is the big war is the big rally. War is the big uh, the country will get behind even a moronic leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Bush is right. We're with ninety something percent. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm not a big George Bush, Bush fan. Biden, his his approval ratings would go up uh, with the, with a war. This is one, and reason, that's what I. That's something I do fear and yeah, worry about. And this is one reason that they don't want to break up the border Ukraine or Israel package into three different packages. Yep. They they want all of that because selling arms, making these it stimulates our economy, mm-hmm. especially in places big places like Texas, California. It don't stimulate North most Carolina. average people out there. It stimulates somebody's economy. Yeah, it's, it puts yeah. It, it puts money into the economy. Yeah, in yeah, some way, and yeah. it trickles down. The, the rich Maybe. defense guy in Texas ends up buying a car that's made in Detroit, and yeah, you know it helps. I don't know if it trickles down enough for the amount we put in as taxpayers. So no, you gotta, you gotta, for, for sure not. That. But it's yeah. war is a, a, and it might. It's not a declaration of war, but just being involved in more it might, wars. Yeah, it'll do a, a pop. It'll, be, but long term. I mean, that's that's part of the reasons why. Many reasons why we have inflation, all the money printing and everything. Yeah, but part of the reason we've had so many problems is we we're at war for twenty years. Yeah. You know, this millennia. We spent a huge amount on defense. Yeah. Um, problem why you got so much inflation in the late 70s, mid, mid late 70s, early 80s is Vietnam War. Vietnam. Pumping money. Uh, the Cold War, space race, all that. Yeah. That that was all done and, and caused a lot of inflation later. That stuff's re- usually long lagging uh, most of the time. I mean, sometimes yeah. things are, are different. But I, I don't see how they can pump the economy much. So war is definitely... Um, yeah, I, I sarcastic. I got alien invasion. You know, Biden will be conferring with the aliens or something, right? It's like, I just talked to, then, you know, I really lost it. You know, yeah, I was just talking to Gorgok, the, um, fifth of the eighth dimension or something. So <laughs> you bad. never know. Right. Anything anything pa- you, do you put anything past these people? He could at this be like, point? he says I'm a great president. Yeah, he said, he said, good job. He's <laughs> <Yep>. invisible. He's <laughs> invisible. Only I can see him. And he likes ice cream. So, what do you do to keep? If you're one part or the other, what do you do to get your voters out there and the other voters to stay home? So, like at the last election, you know, they put off restarting the professional sports until after the election. Remember that? <laughs> and so people are like, they don't have any sports to watch. They start paying more attention to politics. Yeah. They yeah. start burning stuff down. People need alcohol, sports, things like this, just to keep their minds busy. It's, they just don't pay attention to what the politicians are doing. Like Romans did this years ago. <laughs> yes, they built, they built a whole stadium for that. Yes, <laughs> keep the people entertained. Yep, uh, bread and bread and, bread and circuses. Yeah, thank you. See, yeah. she's picking <laughs> this stuff up. Bread and circus. I mean, they, they knew it. Nothing's changed. Nope. I mean, the bread's become more plentiful. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. more. Bread, we'll call it um, stimmy checks, call it housing, call it whatever. I mean, there's much more bread. Yep. The entertainment's definitely, I mean, they're not lopping people's heads off anymore, but, um, well, they are in some Figuratively. Places. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I guess they are. I mean, if you look at Hollywood, <laughs> good point. You look at Hollywood movies, it's like, it is gladiatorial. Oh, because it's very gladiatorial. Very violent. I take that all back. Gladiator, so, one of the best movies, right? That was a good movie. That was a good movie. There's a lot of head lopping there. I think Olivia would like that movie, but it's it's a bit rough. It's gory. Yeah, yeah. It would, you would have to be a little older. And then, then there's a whole brother-sister thing that was getting a little weird there. So anyway, um, talk <laughs> with Jeff at iCloud.com. Historically correct. Always <laughs> love your comments. Uh, they got some things right on that historically and some of the figures. And then a bunch wrong in Hollywood-ish. But it of gives course. you a pretty good representation of some of the craziness. Most people were impoverished there. And you had Very the, much so. the high up people that, that weren't. But... Um, okay, Iowa caucus one week. Any uh, predictions? I, you, I'll let you go first. I don't take Do you have a prediction, Olivia? Iowa caucus? Um, okay, Mark's up next. No, <laughs> I would not. You'll be watching. I'll have you watch it next week so you kind of understand that process. So is, is Biden officially 
on the ballot, or is there a number of Democrats on the ballot? Like, what's yeah, going there's, on? There's, there's some no names that jumped in. Just is there? Yeah. Okay. It's it's Biden. It's there's Biden. nobody else of significance. There's nobody else where the media can say, "Oh, there's a surge," like they're doing right now. With I heard, "Oh, Haley's surging." Oh, DeSantis is surging, but there's they no, do this to Trump every there's time. There's no Sanders or anybody no, no, on no, 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 no. There's 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 a couple no names. No names. That, okay. Yeah, but there's not somebody like DeSantis or Haley that people know and that actually register on a poll anywhere. Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen. Biden's straight through. So it's a TB. Yeah. It's well, okay. The, they're, they're pumping that DeSantis is, and there's somebody that came out today. Who's, who's the insider guy that let me ask you, you know, this, says Jeff. DeSantis is surging and there might be a surprise coming. There might, I, I don't think so. If you had any choice of who you wanted on the Republican side. Yeah. Which I don't. Of, of the, you know, of the leaders, okay. Trump, Haley, Ramaswamy, DeSantis, who would you pick? Yeah, yeah, and I, I would pick. And I'd actually like to hear from the listeners if they want. To yeah, text, text that in at this point. Probably get it on. Get that in. We'll fill it Not in. Who you Try think today? Win, maybe tomorrow. If you just yeah. had your pick, eight seven seven ninety seven one three ninety seven one. Who would you pick out of the group right now? And we say Trump, Trump, DeSantis, DeSantis, Haley, Haley, Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy, and Christie. Hey, uh, no, why even put no, his name? No, that's no, that's no, a pointless. You thing. just ruined this whole thing. Eight seven seven ninety seven one three ninety seven one or email talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You know, I would um, because I have harped so much on the age issue. I I, I do feel bad. DeSantis got a bad rap during the selection. He's not going to be president. He's not going to be vice president. He said he's not not doing that. Um, I, I think he would make a good president. And I think he's younger. I think we, we, we've been ripping on the age thing. Well, Biden's no, or Trump's no spring chicken either. No. Um, he's also was very spend happy last time. So yeah. we can't look at that. But I, I'm taking Trump's the guy. He's my vote. Um, without a doubt, uh, because he at least conveyed strength around the world, and we w- maybe wouldn't be in some of these messes. We wouldn't be w- if Trump was in there. They all they always said that he's going to cause a nuclear war. It's like, well, Biden's going to cause yeah, a nuclear war did. here by being a weakling. Yeah, you know, you we need re- strength, and and Trump does convey that. We really need to do a whole segment on the things Trump did right, you know, and the Abraham, things he did wrong. Foreign policy, Abraham Accords, yeah. you know, various things that were really good. Yeah, and some things he did wrong, which. Sign these stimulus packages at the end Ex- of his exactly uh, the COVID stuff. He, COVID he, stuff. There was a train wreck with Trump on that, yep. and, and Biden made it a, a worse train wreck. Yep. Definitely, I take Trump all day long when I'm, when I'm going up, up, up against Biden, and I think he may have the backbone to maybe do things differently this time because he's he's enraged. Right. Um. So we'll see how that goes. But I, if I was voting in the Republican primary at this point, I'd probably go DeSantis or Ram, Ramasamy. I wouldn't do Haley because she just doesn't do it for me. Nope. And Chris Christie, give me a break already go get a real job at this point i mean come on um but it'll be trump and i'm fine with that and um it, it'll be trump and iowa i think and then after that it's going to be blown away by the time we get to arizona march 19th it's it's going to be almost pointless at that point let's just get on let's just get on to the presidential election at that point right yeah what your thoughts though who, who would you pick I, I think i would pick uh DeSantis as well okay i um ramashwami He's, he makes a lot of good points, but overall, I don't like him. I think he would be weak on foreign policy. And Haley, I just, I just don't like her. Uh, she, she's, she comes all across saying she's pro-life, but then she backpedals quite yeah. a bit on that issue. She seems like a squirrely politician. She does me. seem squirrely. But, you know, DeSantis yeah. may turn into that, too, although he's done a good job in Florida. I, I don't know. I overall, don't trust any of these yeah. people. I, you got to be out of your mind to really be too rah-rah about any of this anymore. You got to look at How track. many times you've been let down? You got to look at track record. Yeah. And yeah. DeSantis did pretty good in Florida. Yeah. 
Yeah. But make no mistakes. I don't want to get, because there are very, and I, I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter. I, I am. I have been in the, in, in, for those that are really diehard though, that are like, you know, this is cult of personality type stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't need to send me the emails because there are other people that can lead the country. Yep. I think we get caught up with only this person, only this person. No. Like, come on, they all need to get over themselves. That's when we get, you know, Napoleon or, <laughs> and I'm not saying Trump's going to be Napoleon. I'm just saying that's that's the trouble you get into when it, it just becomes about the person. I think he will do a better job the second term. I hope. I hope. Although the left's going to lose it, so who knows where it goes. But I, you can't live your life by that. They, if, they, they lose it every time. What do you think, prediction, if Trump gets elected and both houses go Republican, how berserk is the left going to go? I think so berserk that, and let me transition here, you will be wanting to call Desert Gold Exchange <laughs> to get that insurance policy. Um, you might want to do that now. Uh, call Justin and his great team at Desert Gold Exchange. and Mention the Jeff Overture. They'll treat you like gold, plus get you a free investor's kit. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. Final thoughts when we come back. to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show I don't even like predicting anymore, Mark, Olivia, um, because it's just there's too, there's too many variables out there now. It's just anybody who predicts, it's just do it a lot because you're going to be wrong a lot. Yeah. You know, there's so many things. We don't. <laughs> what's the reaction if they actually go through trials and put them in jail? I think oh. if I actually can do better. <laughs> yeah. I, but I think the country erupts. I, I, do I really too. do. I think yeah. it's stupid. It's irresponsible. These people it's, they act like they're doing some duty, but they're just and they're taking them off the ballot. No, and they're going to try it. They're going to talk screams in February. Yeah. yeah get that one resolved. Here. That to me is, come on, talk about election interference. He ain't even convicted of anything. No, he ain't charged with anything. That's a, that's Putin Russia type stuff. Yeah. That's, you, that's so, those people should be taken out of office. Yes. Who brought this forward. Yes. But, and the and this Colorado Supreme Court. Yeah. Says, they, you get some new members. Those justices there. just need to go. Yeah. New members. I mean, this this is just a, just a train wreck. All right. Uh, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, we'll work on comments tomorrow. Maybe someone will give us our, what we ask for? Predictions? Prediction, Iowa yeah. caucus. Okay. All right. What would you actually like to see? Uh, yeah, you also, yeah. You you also asked, yeah, just who you would, if you could just choose. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would it be? Yeah, 877-971-3971. Text 877-971-3971. All right, Mark. Appreciate it. Will you switch to be a Republican for just for the primary? Or nah, you, you I, I think cut? there's enough of you out there. Uh, I think I'll stay independent where I'm at. Nice. Maybe I'll change my mind. But no labels. <laughs> we'll see All right. you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but you will see you Take care. See you tomorrow.
Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orb Show. Portions of the show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.